Hi everyone, I'm Gary Knoll, nice to have you with us, and as promised, our entire program today is set aside to look at the issues that you find important, that you would like to hear about, that you have opinions and insights about, or questions. Joining me, because she has gotten a lot of your emails and your questions, is Luann Panisi. She's on the line now from Texas. Nice to have you with us again, Luann. Hi, Gary. Hello, everyone. Good to be and here. People can call in throughout the entire program at 888-874-4888. That's 888-874-4888. And let's see what is, is on your mind. And while the, we're waiting on the phone to ring, I want to address just one issue that I think is important. For those of you who've been listening to me for any period of time, you know that my program and the way I structure the program, the choreography of it, has not been changed since 1967. I was on WMCA and WR, uh, WVD, ABC, ABC and Radio Network, syndicated all across the country in hundreds of stations, Sunday night, three hours on, on WABC, and then on BAI for coming up in March, it'll be 48 straight years. But here's what I see that some people, unfortunately, don't see. But I'm actually addressing this in an upcoming documentary. In fact, we're, I've got a two-week shoot date, and we're going to wrap this. And uh, in fact, I was filming early this morning, a pre-filming, writing uh, voiceovers, scripts, and it's almost done. And it's an interesting topic. I'm not going to go into it. But it's directly related to some of the emails that I see from people in the audience. Something like this. Gary, I really like the health and nutrition information. It seems accurate and, and solid. And I, I appreciate that. I just don't want to hear anything else. Okay. So we have people in the audience. Not a lot. But we have people who have that mindset. So then the question I have to ask is, what is it that you don't want to hear about? What is it you would rather not listen to at all or may not broadcast? And then they say, well, I don't want to hear anything about Trump. All right. So is that because you're going to support Trump or be against Trump? Or for or against Biden? Or for or against Republicans or Democrats? Because what I've done is I've never told you who to vote for. Only after elections have I told you who I voted for. Ralph Nader, Ralph Nader, Ralph Nader. Jill Stein, Rocky Anderson. What do they all have in common? If they had the power and they had the legislative support, there would have been no 2008 crash of the economy. There would have been no wars. There would have been a different type of approach to Israel. It would have been held accountable to honor a two-state solution so that the peaceful Palestinians, not Hamas, which is a terrorist group created by Israel, that there be none of the conflicts we have. We would have an international treaties on nuclear weapons. We wouldn't have 900 military bases around the world. We wouldn't have the military industrial complex budget eating up so there's no money left for infrastructure. We would have infrastructure. We would not have mass poverty. We would not have the disparities that we have. We wouldn't have all these government, hundreds of thousands of government and private corporations, public-private deals going on. We would have universal health care. We would have decent human beings brought into office, not based upon being selected by oligarchs, but by the merits of their character and their ideas to help solidify a healthier society. But the Democrats, the liberals, the new liberals, the Clintons and the Gores, and later the Obamas, would say, no, we don't want that. And they did just the opposite. They acted like far right-wing Republicans. So we exposed it. We exposed it. I hired an intelligence agent to go down, a retired intelligence agent to go down to, to Little Rock, Arkansas, and bring back all the information on who were the Clintons, who got them into power. I did 61 hours of broadcasting on the Clintons. And yet when I went to a, a friend's a party, a private party for investors, and she wanted me to see what went on, and I said, I do not 
think anyone should support the Clintons if you knew about them as I do. I gave her the information, and she looked at me. And she said, Gary, take a look around this room. These are some of the most powerful Democrats and business leaders in the United States. And they don't like the Clintons. Do you think these people are not aware? They don't have their own private investigations? But they need to know that whoever is president, they're going to be in line to get these contracts because those contracts are going to be renewed every single year, nonstop. So you have to know how the system is. People don't have to like who they vote for or who they support, but they have to know that who they're selecting and grooming for that job are going to be giving them a hundred to a thousand times back what they gave them in the initial support. Okay. That, I had never been to a party like that because my background of exposing corruption in corporate America without any concern for whether persons religious, political, or ideological beliefs. If they've done something wrong, I'm going to expose it, period. And I have almost a thousand articles to show that. So let me just tell you, if you don't want to know about uh, the reality of COVID, then keep taking your boosters. In fact, I suggest you take as many boosters as they're going to recommend, which is about one every two months, or let's say in the period of, uh, in the period of the next year and a half, two years, Take at least 10 boosters because you obviously don't want to know about the bad science, the corrupt science. Do you want to know about any science? Because I have so many comments and articles showing that everything you were taught about COVID was wrong. But what I did do is I did a series of broadcasts, 71 broadcasts, of what you could do to prevent yourself from getting hospitalized or dying if you had COVID. I created protocols from the National Library of Medicine, peer-reviewed literature, and people used them by the tens of thousands of people said, yeah, thank you. If we're all going to be exposed, let's at least get ourselves strong so we won't be weak and nutrient deficient and end up in a hospital or die. Have you any idea how many hundreds of thousands of lives could have been saved by you doing something proactively? But you don't want to do that because you want to, you support Fauci, you support Rachel Maddow, you support Howard Stern, and that's fine. No problem. But I support all people. Everyone's invited to my table. But here's what you're going to miss when you turn off the radio. Because who's the one candidate for president that's willing to take on the deep state and dismantle it? Robert Kennedy Jr. But you don't want to hear about that. Because he came out supporting Netanyahu. Yeah. And I wrote him a letter as a friend, and told him why he was wrong. And he responded, and he still has not changed his position. But then I showed you all the other things he does support that are in the common good for the average person. And he does support universal health care. And he does support the things that I've sent him a 50, 50 points that I support and have my entire career. I support taking all money out of elections, universal health care, not bailing out a single major corporation if they're so stupid and so corrupt and so vile and so unqualified to cause a major bank to go bankrupt, close down the bank. Put your money into gold, silver, and into uh, do your homework into non-leveraged, debt-leveraged um, small banks and uh, where it's safer. And do your homework first. But if you keep your money in the same bank, and that bank fails, then you have not been paying attention to all the comments I've done. 114 broadcasts in the last two years alone about our debted nation. So I told Robert this, if you should be elected, please don't put any uh, money into, like Obama and Bush did, in saving banks and General Electric and General Motors. Let them go through bankruptcy. Let the old management be thrown out. Let their board of directors be thrown out and bring in workers and make it cooperatives because those will work and they will survive. There are 50 different points. Closing down all these military bases, stopping all the wars, stop funding any country like Ukraine and tell the truth about Ukraine. But we're afraid of the truth. Because the truth would be then we couldn't just demonize Russia. We'd have to demonize Bush 
Sr. and Bush Jr. and Obama and Clinton for allowing NATO to expand in Eastern Europe right up to the border, which we promised Gorbachev we would not do. Not one inch east would we move NATO. And we broke all of our promises. And then we paid $5 billion through Gorlea Newland's group of neocons that are never criticized by the media. Do you even know who she is? Do you know anything about her and her husband, Mr. Kagan? They have a right to be neocons and be pro-war, but I have a right to challenge them and advocate for peace and expose, as we did on the show, the phone conversation between her and the ambassador to Ukraine showing how they, they, were selecting Ukraine's entire cabinet. But if you don't want to know about the truth of our foreign policies, domestic policies, corporate greed, then don't listen to this show. Let me just tell you a few things for Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and the other sycophants that are supporting Trump, who I find has no redeeming values at all. Trump has failed at many things. I'm not even talking about his personality and cheating on his wives and you know, his lack of uh, honesty. I'm not talking about any of that. Just looking at Operation Warp Speed, we wouldn't have had a false pandemic if he didn't declare this. And yet Robert Kennedy Jr. had already given him information, but he threw that aside. He based upon a government-private partner relationship. There again, the government's not doing it. The private partners are. And so you bring those two together. And who pays the partners? Who pays corporations to create these drugs and vaccines? We, the taxpayers, do. Who gets the patent? They do. Who gets to keep the profits? They do. What kind of partnership is that? One of unmitigated greed. And he allowed that. He literally surrendered the power of control to Big Pharma and Fauci. He strengthened the ties between Big Pharma and the Human Health and Human Services, the CDC, the National Institute of Health, and brought in the Department of Defense. Who controlled the entire pandemic? The Department of Defense. You are aware, I'm sure you're aware, that China just bragged about at Wuhan of creating the first virus that has a 100% kill rate. Did anyone in the mainstream media talk about it and say, why? With all the leaks, over 300 leaks in major biological laboratories that get into the population, why would you have something that can kill 100% of the people? And not a word, except on this show. They handed over enormous funds to Big Pharma. Then they indemnified Big Pharma. You make a mistake, you make a bad drug, the drug kills people, you cannot be sued. And then they pre-purchase without any evidence that the drug was safe or effective vaccines that had not even been approved yet. They streamlined regulatory process to bypass all safety hurdles. They further weakened emergency use authorization criteria. We had drugs, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. And, oh, by the way, just curious, for those of you who are smart enough to have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and azithromycin, zinc and vitamin C, vitamin D3 in your medicine cabinet so that when you get sick, you have immediate way of helping yourself. And doctors coming forward by the thousands saying they've used these and articles, thousands of articles. No, no, none of this was promoted. That's the danger when you use emergency youth authorization. Because if you did an emergency youth authorization, you couldn't say then to the public, well, we have no treatment, so we have to you know, use the vaccines or, or one of these new drugs. And no, we haven't tested the vaccines properly. And when we did finally test some, the results were so catastrophic that we hid the evidence. And when you sued, we went to the FDA, and the FDA sided with us and said, we're going to keep this secret for 75 years. But go ahead and take your vaccines and trust Fauci. Trust Rachel Maddow. They're always right, right? What about domestic policy? Zero tolerance policy on the border to segregate, separate migrant children from their parents. Then what happened to many of those children? 88,000 are missing. They were sent off into sex slavery. And when Whistleblower was on this show talking about how it was done and still being done. 
the repeal of the Internet Neutrality Policy, which originally prohibited service providers from blocking or censoring access to certain content. That was under Trump. So you are censored if you tell the truth. If you want to find the truth on mainstream media, Wikipedia, uh, Facebook, Twitter, X, all those had official censor policies, all hidden from the public and denied completely by the media and government officials. They lied about everything. But if you don't want to know who's lying to you and how that could end up causing you your life for safety or freedom, that's on you. Tax cuts. Who got the tax cuts? The rich contributing to an income inequality and roll back various environmental regulations, abuse the pardon power that all presidents do to grant clemency to his political allies, and also efforts to block congressional oversight, including subpoenas and official testifying, the abuse of the tariff trades, especially with China, the federal and national debts increased significantly, had no plan to deal with structural economic issues. Show me the one city in America, Sean Hannity, you can read something more than the amount of zeros on your paycheck, I assume, from that fascistic organization of Fox. But hey, that's my personal opinion. Show me one city that with all the trillions of dollars Trump spent, that he de-ghettoized, brought industry back to that country, uh, that city. Not one. Where was this investment that you supported in new infrastructure, housing, clinics, centers, where it was needed? Jobs where it was needed didn't exist. No progress on trade deficits. Failure also, he recognized Jerusalem, which he shouldn't have, as Israel's capital, which fueled messianic ambitions. Broke from previous administrations by not condemning Israel's settlement expansion. Never had an Israel-Palestinian peace plan. Clueless. I don't think he can spell Palestinian. His Abraham Accords, initiated by a Zionist son-in-law, Broker between Israel and some Arab nations never included Palestinian input. Are you aware of that? That's what led to what we have now, the largest outdoor prison, the genocide being committed against innocent Palestinians, not pro-Zionist, just innocent Palestinians. And you can deny all that? What kind of world do you live in? Cut direct aid to Palestinians, including the UN Relief Agency for Palestinian Refugees, which further limited the amount of food and power that could get in and drugs, recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights, hold on. Trump, are you aware, do you have any knowledge of history at all, you're a complete idiot, that the Golan Heights does not belong to Syria, uh, to Israel, it belongs to Syria? But you gave sovereignty. What right do you have to give, recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights? Yeah. And how did it work out on the JCPOA nuclear agreement with Iran and the Intermediate Range Nuclear Force Treaty and the Open Skies Treaty, which permitted unarmed reconnaissance flights over each other's territory? But then he's not alone. And I'm only showing a tiny percentage of the mistakes he made. So if you're going to vote for him, why not know the complete person? What about the mainstream media? You still get your information from the mainstream media, from the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from Howard Stern? Do you? How about their bias and partisanship that favors and supports certain political ideologies' perspective, and they're as close as a cult member when it comes to any other information that would challenge it, including the story selection, framing, and language choices, one big echo chamber of confirmation bias that has divided the American audience into camps to reinforce pre-existing beliefs and sensationalism and clickbaits of stories that lack the importance of other news. I'm talking about CNN and MSNBC I'm talking about celebrity-driven, moronic pundits like Sean Penn on Ukraine and milquetoast reporting with no in-depth scholarship, over-reliance upon anonymous sources, corporate media is based upon higher ratings and web traffic, not news, and corporate influence over the media ownership and content that shapes what can and cannot be covered, complete failure to challenge power, Rather, they support it. What have we done? What do you hear when you listen to this radio program? You hear reliable medical science being reported on every day. I wrote a 405-page review along with our, our uh, 
some scholars and residents doing research editing. Richard Gale, Katie. 405 pages on one topic, one topic alone, on 5G and electromagnetic pulses, one of the most serious dangers we have to our society. We were the only people doing this. Did you read that article? So when you put that cell phone up to your head, you're not going to be polluting your brain, causing cancer. We composed a whole corporate crime record. Did you read the article I wrote on Pfizer, on Merck, on Johnson Johnson, the World Health Organization, on the FBI? Five articles, major important investigative reports, all fully documented showing how corrupt and politicized they are. No. So you're taking drugs without knowing whether or not they actually work. Since the start of the pandemic on March 20th, 2020, how many articles have you read that I've written? How about 42? I'm sure you've read all 42. Or there's 77 articles on, on Wikipedia and why you shouldn't believe anything there because of his bias. And also on, on vaccine safety. Clearly you would have read those before you got vaccinated. At least you would have some reference point. No. We did more to deconstruct the false technology of RNA science and the controversy about the drugs being used and the suppression of true and workable alternative therapies. What is the one program that virtually decimates and totally destroys the credibility of all psychiatry? It was called Manufacturing Madness. Did you watch it? Did you listen to it? I doubt it. And how about the mainstream media will never report on electromagnetic pulses, cell phones, mobile towers, fire G, environmental risks. We've covered it for over a decade. Consistently on agro-industry, who went against Monsanto? We did. Who, who produced the documentary Seeds of Death that helped people understand the dangers of GMOs? But I guess you don't care about GMOs. You want to listen about bean sprouts each day. Well, then I suggest you stop. All of you who just want health information, please turn my program off. Go over and listen to Howard Stern in the morning and Jimmy Kimball at night. All right? Stop listening to my program because you're not an audience I want. You think I work my ass off every day and every night, seven days a week, to try to protect you and all I get is people who just want to hear about health, then stop listening to me. Walk away. Because I'm not going to compromise truth to satisfy your rigid, ramrod, biased, simpleton concept that life is only about what I want it to be and nothing else. When the real world realizes there's a giant tsunami coming at us, and if you don't want to know about chemicals and pesticide and fluoride and food contaminants, and corruption in medicine, and corruption in government, the collapse of democracy and ideological wards, neoliberalism, national spiritual bankruptcy, then clearly I'm not the person to listen to. And if I mean, if I only have one person left in the audience, truth will still be with that one person. Those are my thoughts. Now we'll see if we have anyone calling in. We don't. We'll go to Luann because she has questions for people who did reach out. Luann? What's your question, please? Okay, Gary, this comes from the name Karen with a C. She said that my mom and I came to you when I was 14 years old. I went to your Texas retreat in 1994, and it was fun. What was so great that I got to play with the monkeys. They sat on a table, and I fed them grapes. It was a fascinating experience for a 14-year-old. Your brother apparently was some sort of a, an animal whisperer. I saw him with the buffaloes and how amazingly calm they were around him. And I remember my mother telling me as I was watching him that this would be one of the most remarkable moments of my life. Today I'm a psychologist. I've traveled the world, and quite frankly, I have yet to duplicate that experience. So her question is, are you going to ever duplicate an experience like that? She says, by the way, my mom is a healthy 66-year-old. She looks like 40. She follows her protocols every day. And she always says that one of the best things she did listening to you was you always gave a challenging set of discussions. So people were always 
questioning and challenging themselves. So that's our question. Okay. Well, the answer has to be broken into some parts. A very legitimate answer. And I think it really can impact everyone in this audience. And that is, put yourself in a position to have a remarkable experience. You have to be vulnerable enough to listen to other people, to seek other views, to be open to the world as it is, not how you want it. And the trouble with Americans, and you find this all over the world, everywhere I travel, they say, God, please, tell the Americans stay home. We don't want their arrogance. We don't want their, we don't want their impatience. I, I was at a, a French restaurant once in Paris, and there was a discussion going on, and uh, it, it wasn't with me. It was the people sitting at a table beside me talking about how Americans, you know they're Americans because they finished their meal, uh, and they're sitting there waiting for something to happen, and they leave, where you take your time. If you want to really experience something, take your time, don't rush it. Be open to the sensations of how it happens. So when they came to the ranch, as many of you did, thousands of you did, over the years, from 1989 to 1997, you had a chance to experience nature, a lot of different uh, uh, therapies and modalities, and, and that was a remarkable moment for all of us. When I would run in the morning before you all got up, and I'd do a run around the whole property, 200 acres, uh, I wanted to make sure there were no predators out there that, you know, uh, that could cause a problem with any of the guests. But I just remember running down the lane, and it, it reminded me of running in the French countryside, the landscaping, the animals, the bucolic nature of it, the quietness of it. And at night, when we would be out on the, the deck and looking up at the stars, and you see all the stars, and there was a timelessness. Now, I'll bet many of you have found that moment in life where you've been someplace and it felt timeless. Well, that's what happens when you're present for a remarkable moment. To be present, you have to put yourself in a position to have remarkable moments. And for people who are lonely, think of all the wonderful, remarkable moments you can have with a good friend or a partner or in some, in some way a relationship that allows you to find the depth within yourself to share who you are. But to do that, you first have to wonder why am I not having more remarkable moments? Because too much of our life is strictly and totally choreographed. And this goes back to something I mentioned last week. In this new film, I've come up with a whole section called social, false social validation. How we validate who we are. And historically, you didn't have to validate by being excessive. Today, everything is based upon excessiveness. Uh, exhibitionism, you know, the, your biggest house, your you know, fastest car, everything is based upon look at me, look at me. Where historically, people didn't draw attention to themselves. They didn't need to. Whatever they did in life, they did because they loved doing it. It was an authentic way of doing it. And therefore, they were like Donald O'Connor, Fred Astaire dancing. They were smooth, effortless. Gene Kelly was a great dancer, wonderful personality but he was working it. You can tell an actor who's really overacting and one that is so good you don't even know they're acting. Life should be lived like Fred Astaire danced. We don't need to confront everything and have everything just our way or we somehow get angry. And, and, and when they were down there, there was, I, I, did, I didn't hear in the statement, but we had, remember Daryl, the Choctaw Indian, would lead everyone who wanted to participate in the healing ceremonies in the, uh, in the Choctaw tradition in our teepee. He built the teepee, an authentic teepee, did the sweat lodges. It was wonderful. And people would just come out of there just feeling released of anger and tension and the forgiveness letters people would write and then read and then burn. And people the next day just felt like an enormous burden had been lifted. You have to know that everything in life has an expiration date. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be present for every day until it expires. You'll know when the end comes of something where you no longer should be there. There'll come a time when it's no longer the right place. It, you know, I didn't have a support system. When my brother wanted to 
leave there, and I bought the place for him. He wanted to be a cowboy. And when he said, Gary, the winters are too cold and rainy, and I said, fine, go find a place this warm. And he found this place down here in Florida. Okay, then I, I walked around the ranch that last day I was there. I'd found homes for all the animals. And uh, I thought, okay, this was a wonderful, priceless experience for for seven years. But then I didn't have a support system to keep it going. And that's happened several times in my life. So now I only do that which I know I'll have a support system for. So get out of your comfort zone. Do the things that you wouldn't expect yourself to do at your current state of being because sometimes we start to grow old emotionally before we grow physically. We become emotional hoarders become before we become physical hoarders. We begin to age ourselves intentionally as if there's nothing else left in life. And... Uh, and yet there's a lot left in life. And uh, we should be able to put ourselves out there. Remember, no risk, no reward. Little risk, little reward. Big risk, big reward. I just got an email from Mitch, Mitchell Raven, who's been at many retreats. He's one of our outstanding presenters. He has a very joyful, humorous, fun way of teaching energy. Uh, workshops on Tai Chi and Qigong and meditation. He said, Gary, Tioga, that's the ranch, Tioga was the best. For all the reasons you just mentioned, the land and the vast sky spoke to us. Loved teaching at the outside area. I did counseling sessions in the pool. And yes, the native drum circles in the sweat lodge, humbling and beautiful. Truly the best Gary Noll ranch of them all. Well, it was. But that came, and if you were there, great. Disco came, and that was fun. And think of all the times you just let loose and danced your heart out and had a great time. The music was phenomenal, and then it ended. But your life didn't end. But those remarkable moments did. Now we did a road trip. One day, I, <laughs> one day on the radio, I said, uh, I don't know if you remember this, I said, let's do a road trip. Next week, let's, let's fly out to Colorado, Denver, and then we'll bike, and uh, we'll we'll get we'll rent an RV, and in the RV we'll have someone who'll just go to do the cooking and watermelon juices and everything else, and the rest of us will bike, and we'll bike through three states, and then fly back. And that was one of the best. Ex we did it twice, and it was we had so many people want to come, hundreds of people. Said, yeah, I'm up for that. Well, would they be up for today? Back then, all of us were in our 20s and 30s. You know, we were athletic. And today you're going to say, well, that, that, you know, wish I'd have done that, but I didn't. But today I can't do it because, you know, I'm 45, I'm 50, I'm 55 and 60. And, you know, you kind of got act your age. That's for young people. Who says biking, doing a road trip biking is for old pe uh, young people? So we start closing down our facility to do remarkable things. And therefore we end up having what I call the big empty. You've heard me mention this many times. And the big empty is when your life is full, but it's not fulfilling. Or you've succeeded at a career, you haven't succeeded in unconditional love of life. When you add up all the months, and I have a chart on this in my next lecture, um, in my next webinar, I'm going to, I'm saving this, but I'll just give you a little tip. The average life expectancy has decreased for men. It's now 74. And for women, it's only two years older. In any case, there are countries in the world where the average lifespan is in the late 80s. In some places, like Hunzakut and Crete, it's in the 90s. So how is it that they don't have all the vitamins and the medicines and the drugs, and, and they don't have Pilates, and they're living longer lives because they're happier? So they don't need social validation, but almost everything we're doing, especially younger people, they have no sense of self. They only validate themselves on social media. Look how many hits I got. Look how many likes I got. Uh, look, you know, I'm running on top of a, a subway train that's running. I might die, but hey, I'm going to get a lot of likes on this. So you have to ask yourself, Luan, who or what manufactures your thoughts? And 
Hmm. How do we encourage functional or dysfunctional relationships and behavior by keeping people compliant? How do we keep them compliant? So compliant they become blindly obedient. Because we say, if you conform to our beliefs, you're accepted. If not, you're rejected. So what about your own beliefs? Live by them. And therefore, you'll have time and you'll go out of your way to make remarkable moments happen throughout your entire life. Let's see if we have any calls. Again, call in people. It's your chance. 888-874-4888. Uh, if I don't get calls, then next week I'll go back to regular programming. I'm doing this because you said you wanted it. Call in, and I'll be happy to, you know, take your call. We have one up now. Mark from New Jersey. Hi, Mark. Your thoughts, Hello. please. Uh, hi, Gary. Uh, I wanted to say thank you for every all the work you've done. Um, I have a quick question about the um, forced vaccine mandates of um, the New York City employees and how yes. it relates to the Nuremberg Code. Uh, the Nuremberg Code says uh, no uh, form of coercion uh, to put anything in your body against your wishes. And uh, they were basically the uh, employees were given a choice to either take this untested vaccine or lose their job. And I feel that's a form of coercion. And I feel that violates uh, the Nuremberg Code. Um, I was just wondering uh, what you thought about that. Okay, well, the Nuremberg Code is really important, but it's not legally binding. Uh, treaties are. And that was a set of doctrines that were shared that should have been incorporated into national sovereign laws. And unfortunately, when we look at Nuremberg and say, you should not be forced to do anything uh, that's against your will, and yet look at psychiatry. Psychiatry is voodoo. It has no basis in science. And if you look at the articles I've written, published in Townsend Letter for Physicians, for example, the longest articles on this topic, Dr. Martin Feldman and I did two of them. It showed that there's no science. In fact, in a film that I did years ago, talking of our children, when I went to the American Psychiatric Association's annual meeting, and then the World Congress on Psychiatry, that year was being held in the United States, and I asked the psychiatrist, and I was filming him, and I said, hi, um, could you please tell me what measure you use to determine objectively a person has schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, anxiety. And to a person, and I have all this filmed, to a person, and it's in the film, they said there is no, zero, objective criteria. It's all subjective. And then my next question was, since we've seen that a placebo works as well as Prozac, but with no side effects, why wouldn't it make sense then if someone comes in, give them counseling, and give them a sugar pill because the sugar pill is not going to kill them or cause suicidal ideation or homicidal tendencies. The psychiatric drugs will. And then they don't have an answer for that. So you, you have to understand that we will expose things, but there are no laws coming behind that expose and scholarship to codify it. So then everything is still up voluntary. So if you live in New York State, the governor wants to, is, wants to pass a new law based upon one that they won in appeal that would mandate that they had the right to vaccinate everyone in the state, whether you approve or disapprove. And if you don't, they can come into your house and forcibly vaccinate you, or they can detain you, much like under the FISA rule that Obama passed. And as a result of that, they can put you into these containment camps. I'm not going to. I'm not going to desecrate the uh, the the people who suffered in concentration camps that ultimately became terminate termination of life camps uh, like Auschwitz. But they are containment camps. You have no freedoms. You have no freedom of appeal. You have no free, freedom legal. Uh, they can keep you there as long as they want. And that's what she's doing, and that's what the legislator is willing to pass, and it's just going a matter of time coming up before that happens. So then ask yourself this question. If you know the enemy of your freedom, and the enemy says, I'm going to take your freedom of choice, and you will take the vaccines, or we will consider you a health risk, in which case, based on the very broad definition of what we're planning, 
you will be vaccinated or you'll be forced to be vaccinated or you'll be in a detention camp. All right? Then that becomes a permanent part of your record. And then you can be determined in this broad language of what represents a domestic terrorist as someone who's challenging the authority of the state or a governmental agency or a government mandate. Just like parents who go to a school board meeting and are angry, and rightly so, at what's being taught and how it's being taught, and they don't want their child exposed to that, and for exercising their freedom of speech, they're now on an FBI's hit list of targeted people who are domestic terrorists. Once you're on this list, you're not taking it off, ever, because they can't acknowledge they've made mistakes. Now, I played you congressional hearings. When Show me a radio show in the United States. Show me one radio show that will go in, listen for hours, and select the committee hearings where authority has been eviscerated under a five-minute rule where members of the House or Senate can challenge a person in authority. That same person in authority will lie nonstop in the media and be praised for doing a rotten job, and yet here they're called out. No one. I've done this this week alone. I had three, and then I followed up with a, showing what it's like to go from the, on, the, on the route from South America right into the United States where two people did this trip. And what were people asked? Who are you going to vote for? Biden. All right? So that's political interference. That's the real aim of all of this. But what about the consequences? Where are you going to put 10 million people coming in the United States, and especially those coming in from countries like Iran and China? What is it, 20-some thousand coming in from China alone? And you can't leave China unless you have permission of the government. And that young men, you know, warrior-age men, and a lot of them have been found at, uh, on, the, uh, on the terrorist list. And suddenly we're not to believe, we're to turn an eye and go into a cognitive disconnect between the people who want to hurt us, the terrorists around the world, ISIS, al-Nusra, al-Qaeda, etc., and them getting in the United States, setting the stage for another 9-11. But the media doesn't want us to believe that there's a problem at all, except if we don't want something the way they want it, that we are the problem. And so they mandate things. So now you want to talk about something? You can't because they want to censor all speech. They now have hundreds and hundreds of disinformation and misinformation groups, all funded by big pharma and big corporations. They don't want the truth to ever come out. So when they say, well, according to this disinformation uh, center, the information in the article is different disinformation. No, the truth is being censored. But if a person living in New York doesn't care about the truth, doesn't care about their bodily autonomy, doesn't care about their body, their choice, their mind, their choice, then so be it. They put themselves in a position to be abused. So move out of New York, move out of California, move out of New Jersey, move out of Michigan, move out of these states where they're totalitarian, they're fascistic. And that's never going to change as long as they're in power. Thank you, Mark, for your call. Let's say hello to T.T. from Washington. Is that Washington State or Washington, D.C., T.T.? Washington, D.C. Hi, and thank you, Gary, for all of your hard work. And I thank you for talking about more than health and nutrition. So I really appreciate that. Um, I am looking to move and live in the moment. Uh, I need a support system. And this is the right time in my life. So I'm just trying to figure out how to put these pieces together and make this happen. Of course, I'm older and then have a few health challenges, but I still am ready okay. to live the rest of my life in the best what does, way what does T, what, What's the first name of T? Teresa? No, 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 Gigi. Oh, Gigi. Okay. All right. Yes. What, what does the G stand for? Gloria, what is it? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple real quick questions. What is your age? Uh, 60. Okay. okay. <laughs> Biologically, you're not even at middle age yet, um, according to what you could be. What health conditions oh, do you have? I would love to do that uh, upcoming uh, um, 
the treat that you have as well. Uh, then do it. So, then do okay. it. Okay. I will call right. Luann. Call I definitely will call what, what are your primary skills? What can you really do well? Um, I can talk, I guess, uh, at this point. Um, I have had some health challenges where I'm working through some physical mobility at this point. Um, so I am trying to figure that out, but I am a compassionate person. I love to help people. Okay, um, but l- listen I again, Gloria. Let, let me, Gloria, hold yes. on. Uh-huh. I ask you a question for a reason. I'm going to give you some advice that might help sure. you. What can you okay. do well? What You've had a career or careers. What What are your skills? Oh, yes. Um, they were technical career, careers, um, so I guess working in IT, but that was pretty, uh, pretty wild, pretty long while ago, uh, working in IT. What are some of the things you love doing and you do well? I would say working with people, working with people, helping people. Um, Counseling people, supporting people, motivating people, coaching people? Yes. Yes, okay. and I do have a lot of people that come to me. I think they think I have answers, but I'm not sure if I actually do, but I do try to help them the best well, I pe- can. People can come anywhere one time, and if you have answers and they don't work, they won't come back. But if people come back, it means their answer that you gave worked for them. So here's what we're going to do, and this is just in a short period of time. First of all, you're in a rather unique position because one of the most sought after skills in this world today is people who can set back to neutral, not allow any ideology or belief system to dissuade them from seeing the truth and look at the, look at the entire environment in which a problem exists and then say, here are some positive solutions. I'm sure you've done that many times. The fact that you're only six years of age and that you're very articulate and have a nice, soft and, and energetic voice. It's soft, but it's energetic. means that you would fit perfectly in any one of the 1,500 and probably going to 2,000 within the next year intentional communities around the United States. Now, these intentional okay. communities, these intentional communities are wonderful first steps when you're walking towards something and away from something. Freedom requires two steps, freedom from, freedom to. And you prepare yourself by not being afraid, not allowing fear and insecurity. I have even close personal friends of mine. In fact, Luann and I just had a conversation with the same person who has no life whatsoever because this person's afraid of failing. So they don't try anything. And as a result, that was fine when they were 30, but now they're 70, almost, mm. and a whole life lost, gone, and nothing but excuses mm. and fear at every insecurity because of things that happened early in a person's life that made them feel insecure. We can't change what happened early in life, but we can forgive it. And when we forgive the person or persons, parents or their siblings, whatever it might have been, that caused us emotional uh, challenges when we were young, we can also at the same time forgive ourselves for not evolving into our true self, having ideas of who we were, moments, sparks, light shines into this dark cave of despair, and suddenly you see reflected on the wall how good your image is, how light... What direction I want to go in. Well, you do understand your talents can help other people in these communities who are not there because it's a, it's a clinic. They're not going there to get well. They're going there for quality of life. So you can now trans, transfers from the life you've lived to the life you now want to live. You can repurpose yourself where everything is based upon quality of life, which means you're not artificially working just to pay for an artificial standard of living. I was mentioning earlier about how many in months of life if you made up how many months you're going to live, a huge number of those are going to school, becoming educated, then trying to find your way into a career, then the career part, then raising a family, then just basic, just basic um, 
personal hygiene each day, taking care of yourself, buying food, making food, and then you realize how little life is left for joy, happiness, creativity, fun, engagement. And we have to reverse that. That's why I'm suggesting people, unless it's a very specific career that's going to be there and not be competed against by artificial intelligence, stop going to college, go into life, learn a trade. And you see, you've passed all that now. So now all you should put into your life is quality of life. Now you know the cost of everything. The key is you can share with others the value of everything. Because it's the value we should be putting our energy into, not the cost. Because the cost means, well, I can't move because... I might not get another job, but you're at a job you hate, a toxic job in a toxic environment. Think of working night shift. You talk about really harmful. I mean, yeah. this is, this is, did you ever see the movie The Deer Hunter with Christopher Walken, Robert De Niro? No, I have not. Okay, well, the last scene yeah. in the film, the very end of the film is Christopher Walken is in a Saigon bar, and there's betting thousands of dollars, and he's handed a gun, and he spins it and clicks it to see if he's gonna you know, do that. And then he takes the money if he wins and sends it to a friend. He has nothing to live for. He has nothing, wow. he, has no, he has no meaning of life. Well, today a lot of people are in that same situation. So when you work a night shift, you're taking 10 years off your life if you work for 10 years. If wow. you work where there's electromagnetic frequencies, you're taking more time off because if you have 100 monitors in front of you, let's just say you work for you know, one of the networks, and they have those big dishes, the satellite dishes. Where do you think that electromagnetic pulse is going into your body? Now, you right. may not see it immediately, but you are paying a price because it's prematurely aging you. It's killing the telomeres. It's speeding up the unraveling of your chromosomes. So you're literally dying. And what happens when you're made aware of that? And you say, but I'm making a lot of money. Well, how are you spending your money? Yeah. So there's a situation where you know the cost of something, but you don't know the value of life. Right. And as a result, right. you're going to pay for the cost of bad choices. Remember, the bad choice always costs you more than the right choice. So now you're at a point where you can take your time, buy an RV if you can, or rent one with other friends, and travel the United States. Go to the top 20 RV, uh, or, or the uh, intentional communities, and see what they have, where your your qualities of life are able to enhance them and what they do. Someone will farm. Someone will take care of maintenance. Someone will be the chef. The, you, everyone, let's say there's 20 or 30 people, they have their own private space. But there's a harmony. People are together because they're harmonizing common energies. And it's not about politics. If you want to now, see where would I with, begin? Because I have a couple of homes that I'd like to sell, and I'm just—I've never only—I've only lived actually in one of the other home, and I'm just um, just looking to put the pieces together. How okay, well, first, do I first li liquefy yourself? Liquefy, all right. Get get liquid. Okay. Get out of debt. Pay your bills. Then there are houses to pay for. So okay, well, I'm, then I'm you'll have a nice that. equity. You'll have a nice nest egg. And don't put it into major banks. Put it into, uh, put it into, let's say, some of the um, union-backed small banks. All right? Union. They're the safest. Okay. But you've got to do your homework and make sure that you see the balance sheet and show how much debt do you have? How many loans do you have outstanding? Because right now, we're going to see a collapse of the commercial real estate market with over a trillion dollars due, and they're not paying it, and the deadline for these balloon payments are coming up. But even now, you have hundreds of billions of dollars in commercial real estate outstanding debt, and then you have all the people who are way behind on their home mortgages. We're going to see a catastrophe far worse than mm -hmm. 2008. Then go to yeah. a, go go down to Southern Florida. Go to Fort Myers. That's the mm -hmm. RV capital of America. That's where you get your best okay. buys. And your best. Oh, and, cool. and, and, and I have I did, go go up on GaryNall.com. Go to our webinar, and I did a webinar on how to get off the grid, how to get out oh, of debt. How, because right? there was a place I was researching on the web. I wanted to buy maybe an acre of land <clears> and perhaps uh, board, if you will, RVs. And just kind of at that what point, state? work land. What I'm state? Sorry. 
Uh, I was looking, and I'm sorry, there's a delay, so I apologize if I'm talking over you. Um, I was looking at perhaps Texas. Uh, Texas is good, but and, not all of Texas is good. You're going to have to go to oh, northeast Texas, all right? Northeast. That whole area, oh. which borders Louisiana and borders uh, Arkansas. Mountainous water, soil, nice people. I, I northeast think Texas. On my list was... Um, Actually, International Falls, Minnesota. I was briefly looking at Florida as well as uh, Texas, perhaps. Um, ooh, well, do this. Sure. We're running. We're running out of time. Do this. Okay. okay. Uh, go up. No, don't. Don't. You. You don't have to apologize. You haven't done anything wrong. Um, go up and download the the five hour webinar I did on getting off the grid because everything you're asking is explained in detail. For example, I give a list of the intentional communities and how to get to them. And on one trip around, you could take a trip up and down the East Coast. You could take a trip during Midwest. You could take a trip to the West Coast, the Southwest, the Northwest. And that way you have a chance to go up on the internet, see what kind of community is, see what their common values are, and say, that's good, that's not good. So you make up your mind that way. But I do not recommend people go out and buy land at this time. I do not recommend you buying a house at this time. I recommend an RV, and I don't recommend new RVs because there's a huge depreciation when you drive off the lot in an RV. And don't think of an RV as your house. And a lot of people make the mistake of over-purchasing something too large. For example, um, if you buy a slightly used RV and get the background on almost always it's someone who started off with an RV then found out they wanted something bigger, they missed their big house. So then they trade it in and a huge discount occurs. And then they buy something newer. That's great for the RV person. It's not great for the person building, uh, buying up. That's when you want to buy those kind of RVs that still are under warranty, have low mileage, but you've already had the big depreciation in the ticket off the f new, new version and yet you're driving something pretty much new. And then now at let least me ask you, you about building an RV because I have a um, electronic wheelchair and I wanted to get a van that had the wheelchair lift. Um, and you can get a lift. You can get. A, you can put a lift in any RV. That's not a problem. Oh nice. Okay. All nice. right, okay. we got to go. But thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. And and, and just you, remember Gary. the information. And, and there's a support system in every community. They're there to support one another, but still maintain their individuality. Don't go buying something and building something from scratch at this time because you're going to see a radicalization in the United States that we've never seen in our history. I wished I were wrong, but look carefully, and you'll see the balkanization of our country by those in power. It doesn't matter left or right. They're, they're in power, and their allegiance is not to you and I. It's to themselves and the people that put them in power and keep them in power. So there are places, why, why duplicate what's already been done? All right? There are places where you don't have to spend all your money, where you could have quality of life, be around nice people, be yourself, be able to share your gifts. And that is certainly something I highly recommend. Okay? We're out of time. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, Luann. God bless you, Gary. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're out of time. Thank you for calling in. Those were really good calls. And you see, we can all learn from what they're asking, what they're saying, what they're sharing, and, and responses. At least you can take what is out there and see how it makes sense. For example, in my last minute here, I'll just say this. If I, if I knew that living in New York State with all of its benefits, and this wonderful culture, and the great people, I love New Yorkers, and, and I lived in New York, until two years ago, uh, since I came to New York on June 5th, 1965. So it was the right place to live. It's not now for me and for others. If you're rich, if you're in green zones, if you've got bodyguards, if you can go from point A to point B without having to look at the city's decay, good. Because the city is terminal and the politics is making it such. And that won't change until those people are out of office. And by the time they're out of office, the damage is done. It'll take a long time to make it right again. 
And unfortunately, why not go to the places that are right now and are going to stay right now, the good places? There are a lot of them. This is a wonderful country. And unfortunately, the people who need to create tribalism and separation uh, have succeeded. We have to push back and say, all life has value. And invite people to your table, no matter what their religious, political, or ideological beliefs are. They can say, I don't want to come. That's fine. But what if they do? And you can share things you have in common. Because you're going to find that if you look for it. And therefore you look at the sacred in life. And you think, wow, I could have been an enemy of that person based purely upon my propagandized mind. But I choose now to see what we have in common. And we're both sentient souls. That's all the time we have, everyone. Thank you. We have a really good show coming up. Everyone seems to be liking it and listening and calling in. Jeremiah, coming at you right now. Thanks, Luann.